let's get right into the word this morning. I want to, I want to do my, my part. I was assigned this morning to, uh, talk through, uh, the, the, the sermon series, the revealing. Uh, so this is week number two of the revealing and, um, pastor Chris said last week that Jesus didn't just rise from the dead and then just mysteriously ascend into the heavens and leave us all scratching our heads, wondering what he would do next. No, he revealed himself over the course of 40 days to his disciples. And we wanted to examine in the next couple of weeks leading up to the day of Pentecost on May 31st, the context in which he revealed himself to his disciples is something extraordinary. So this week I met with pastor Chris and he said, Hey, uh, pastor Adam, I want you to tackle the concept of confusion and about how Christ revealed himself to Mary Magdalene in the garden in confusion. So I'm going to do that really quick. If you're at home and you feel comfortable standing to your feet, uh, we're going to do that um, in honor of God's word today. Let's, let's, let's read. Read with me in the book of John chapter 20. We're going to read verse 1 through 18. It's a very familiar, famous passage of scripture where Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb of Jesus on Easter Sunday morning and she finds the stone rolled away. Let's read it. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb. And we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen laying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside and he saw and believed. He saw and believed. Verse nine, they still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Verse 11, now Mary stood outside of the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look in the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus's body had been, one at the head of the, and one at the foot. They asked her woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around. She saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Verse 15, he asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you put him and I will go get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me for I have not yet ascended to the father. 
go instead to my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. So Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Really quick, I'm just going to pray a blessing over you today. God, would you take your word and would you, would you accomplish with it what you had in mind? Would you use me this morning to speak your word to your people? God, I just pray that it would, that it would soften hearts, that it would convict, that it would encourage, that it would bless, that it would, that it would anoint, that it would equip. God, that everything that you had accomplished, everything that you had intended for your word to accomplish this morning, it would be done in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. So this is a very familiar passage of scripture where God reveals himself to Mary Magdalene in the garden uh, where Jesus was buried. And I just want to point out the title of my message today is navigating confusion. That this whole sermon series is about how Jesus revealed himself to his disciples over the 40 days leading up to Pentecost. And in one of the uh, and one of the ways that he reveals himself is in confusion. And I want to point out to you that in this, in, in, on this Easter Sunday morning when Mary Magdalene had went to the tomb, uh, totally prepared with, with burial spices to find Jesus' body and to complete the burial process, and she, she found that stone rolled away from its place, uh, that that would have been very confusing. That Mary and the disciples and all who followed Jesus were already confused at the loss of their Savior, that he had been arrested, crucified, was buried, died and was buried. And it was, it was a very confusing time where the Bible says that disciples scattered and they ran and they hid. And and Saturday before Easter was a very dark, silent, confusing day. And, um, we have Easter Sunday morning where Mary is going to the tomb with the spices. And the, and the Bible says that she finds the tomb stone rolled away. Very confusing. And I, I thought that this, this message this morning was absolutely perfect timing because uh, how many know that we are in a very confusing time? Yeah, this COVID season is, is confusing all of us. And there are, there are things that we were expecting to have happened this year, some travel plans, some, um, some of your business plans, um, some of your family plans. Some, uh, we started this year thinking it would go a certain way, and uh, the coronavirus came, and now it's got us all in confusion. So this message was perfect in the sense that we are all a little bit confused right now. I'm personally confused right now. <laughs> uh, my wife and I, uh, we have a, a four-year-old and a six-year-old, and they're supposed to be in school right now. They're supposed to be in school. We're not educators. So I've got a little bit of confusion in like, how are my kids supposed to be educated right now? I'm not an educator. I don't have, I'm not, I didn't sign up to be an educator. I have much more respect for 
any and all people who homeschool because they are tasked and burdened with and have, have been graced with educating their children. Not me. I haven't. So I'm confused about like, man, what does this do? Is this a setback? Are my kids going to be okay? Uh, is my kindergartner going to go to first grade? Not, know how to, uh, not knowing how to read. And it's just confusing. And so I want to point out a couple realities of confusion. Um, and some of, you, some of you are in it right now. We're all in it right now. So in confusion, there's never a clear answer. There's no, there's no clear answers. Uh, there's no, oftentimes there's real no clear right or wrong. There's no easy paths. There's no shortcuts. There's no way arounds. Uh, there's oftentimes no explanation. Certain details without explanation cause confusion. That's what's happening with Mary at the tomb is she's, she's expecting to anoint Jesus's body and complete the burial with spices. And she sees the stone gone with no explanation. And she runs and tells the disciples a story. And so it's hard in confusion to distinguish between fact, fiction, right, wrong. There's no clear answers. There's no shortcuts. So it can be very easy to be confused and stay confused. And here's, here's one thing about confusion that I want to point out. The very first thing I want to say is this, that we all tell stories. We all tell stories that upon, upon arriving at the tomb and seeing the stone rolled away, Mary had discovered a detail Mary comes to the tomb. The detail is that the stone was rolled away. Well, our brains, I was just reading a book a couple weeks ago called Crucial Conversations. And in this book, it talks about human nature's tendency to, upon hearing or seeing a detail, we instantly, without even thinking about it, start telling ourselves a story. For example, in the book, it said that, um, if you're all in a meeting together, a business meeting at work, and somebody is late, it's a detail. It's a fact. That person is running late. Well, without even having to think about it, our brains already start telling stories, sometimes good stories, sometimes bad stories. Well, if, if you're like anything like me, it's oftentimes not the best story that I'm telling. Oh, well, so-and-so's obviously a slacker. Well, if they're late to the meeting, they're obviously not courteous and, and timely and they're slacking and our brains without even hesitating, without even oftentimes even us having to think about it, we begin to tell stories immediately. And we all do this. We all tell stories from facts. And this is what happened to Mary. She arrived at the tomb and she saw the detail of the stone rolled away and, and she began to tell a story. Watch this. It says, in the passage, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. There's a detail. So she came running to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one Jesus loved and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. So you see right away that one detail influenced Mary enough to go run and tell the disciples a story that they have taken our Lord and we do not know where they have placed him. For, for those of you who know the story, 
those, the story that she came back to Peter and John with was not what happened. That she had added, added a story to actual details. So one of the things that I want to point out this morning um, about confusion is be aware of our tendency to tell stories in confusion. Our brains will instantly want to tell a story and try to understand and describe the details that we are seeing. The funny thing about this is that different personality types tell different stories of the same details. (laughs) And two people can experience the same detail and tell two completely different stories. And right now in this season and where, where, where we are struggling through this coronavirus, there are very clear details and there are a million stories (laughs) about these details. And I just, wanted, I just wanted to start off the message today cautioning, cautioning us against these stories that we tell. Mary saw the tomb and instantly ran and told a story. I want to I ask you this morning, what, what stories do you begin telling when the details get difficult in your own life? What, what, what stories do you tell yourself when the details get muddy? Because I will admit that arriving at the tomb, seeing the stone rolled away, must have been absolutely terrifying, troubling, painful, difficult. That that detail was absolutely true, and it would have absolutely had an impact on her. But I'm, I'm saying that although some of the details might be painful, the detail isn't the whole story. And we've got to be very careful about making a whole story out of, the de- out of one detail. Don't make an entire story out of one detail. Learn how to separate the story from the details. And I'm saying this morning that it really does matter what details you're focusing on in this day and age. So what happens is Mary and Peter and John, they all run back to the tomb. So Mary experiences a detail. She runs to the disciples, tells a story, and then they all rush back to the tomb and, it, and, it, and they all find it empty and they go into the tomb and something interesting happens. It says that they go into the empty tomb and they find the grave clothes still in their place. Check this out with me really quick. The second thing I want to say about navigating confusion is that understanding does not precede belief. Understanding does not precede belief. And that if you're waiting to understand something before you believe it, you might be waiting a long time. And that they arrive to the tomb. Watch this in these next verses the cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They did not understand. 
from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. I want to point out this morning that John saw and believed. That the Bible makes it absolutely clear in parentheses that they did not understand that Jesus had to rise from the dead. But there was something about the grave clothes still being in their place. I read a commentary about this and it said that, that it may have, when they looked in, it may have actually appeared that uh, it says that the headpiece was separate from the linen, like actually where his head would have been and that it was still in its place, meaning it, it probably could have still had human form to it. And there was something about the arrangement of the grave clothes still being in their place that gave John a moment of faith. So in confusion with all the storytelling that we're capable of, I want to point out this morning that it is helpful to sometimes be able to focus on things in absolute chaos when everything is out of its place to be able to train your eyes and focus on things that are still in their place. That they, that they, John saw the grave clothes still in their place and he had a moment of faith in us. The Bible says that he believed. And I wonder this morning, with everything in our lives that are out of place right now, like I said earlier, our kids aren't in school. We went, we were brave souls yesterday, my wife and I, and we took the kids and we got McDonald's and then we went to um, Clearbrook Park thinking, oh, maybe, maybe the kids can run around and play. Man. That place had caution tape wrapped around the swings. (laughs) It had caution tape wrapped around the playground equipment. Caution tape wrapped around the slides and the swings. And we sat there and my boy was almost driven to tears like, what is happening? And we're like, I don't know. And that, and the, and the, the truth is, is that schools are out of place. Our work, our, our work environments are out of place. Uh, Parks are out of place. Uh, going into restaurants, is, it, it's, it's all out of place. Everything is out of place right now. And it, it can be helpful if you, if you train yourself to pay attention to the things that are still in their place. I want you to begin to ask yourself this morning, right now, what are the things in my life that I can focus on that are still in their place? What is something that you can focus on right now that is, that is not out of place? Like, how about... Restaurants may be out of place. Dining rooms are out of place. But someone praised God that drive throughs are still in their place. <laughs> yeah, that, that churches might be out of place and gathering spaces might be out of place. But somebody praised God that the internet's still in its place. And, and that, that, that we, can still, we can still look around in our lives and see that, oh man, the moon is still in its place. The sun is still in its place. The foundations of the earth are still in its place. There's, there, things are chaotic and it's confusing, but if I pay attention, I can actually look that my kids are healthy, that my, that my, my marriage is still in its place, that, that the, my finances are still in their place. And I can start to train my eyes and see there are still things in their place. And I think God left the grave clothes in their place to encourage John and just in a moment of faith say, not everything is out of place. You can have faith today. John saw the grave clothes and he had a moment. It's comforting to be able to focus on the things that are still in place. I want to encourage you to do that today. Because in confusion, everything seems out of place. Like I said before, if, if you have to fully understand before you can believe, you might not ever believe. 
God revealing himself to you does not require your understanding. As a matter of fact, the Bible is clear about lean not on your own understanding, but in him, lean on him and his ways are higher than our ways and, and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And, and, and if you have to understand right now to believe, you're gonna be, you're gonna be stuck in confusion. And that God is waiting to reveal himself to you, but it cannot be contingent upon your understanding that there is a path forward and you just don't have to understand it. And there is a way to still minister to people, but you do not have to understand it. There is a way to still um, make it and, and, and have faith, but you don't have to understand it to do it. So some of it is letting go of our, our need uh, to understand things. I love that. John saw and believed. So Peter and John, they leave. The Bible says that they go back to where they were staying. And Mary is now by herself weeping at the grave. She's, she's alone. She's confused. And the Bible says that she's weeping at the grave. I read a little bit more commentary on this this week and it was pointed out that part of the reason why Mary was weeping or would have been weeping is because the disappearance of Jesus's body would have added confusion to Mary's grief. And she would have not even had the opportunity or the closure of completing the burial of her lost loved one. In other accounts of this Easter Sunday and in other gospels, it says that the women headed to the tomb with the burial spices. And that was part of the normal burial completion is being able to, to go and say goodbye and to, and to have that closure. And the burial was almost like complete. And Mary would have been robbed of that opportunity to grieve like she anticipated, to have closure like she had needed. And in the middle of confusion of losing the savior, she's now, uh, there's now compounding confusion of not being able to complete the burial. And it, it just made my heart swell this week for anyone who has lost a loved one in these strange times, because we don't know how funerals work. We don't know how memorial services work right now. There, there's so much confusion that my heart just broke for people who are having to navigate that right now. And this is why Mary would have been weeping. But little did she know that God was getting ready to reveal himself to her. Amen. She looks in the tomb and she sees two angels in white. And if you guys want to put up the verse, it says, they asked her, woman, why are you crying? And you can see by her response that she's still stuck in a confusing story. She answers, they have taken my Lord away. She said, and I don't know where they have put him. So there's very painful details in her life right now. The tomb is empty. Jesus is gone. The story she's telling is that of confusion, that they have stolen her, that they don't know what to do with her, that they have taken him away, that, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And the story was still, uh, 
very confusing to her. And, uh, and the Bible says, the Bible says that Jesus revealed himself to her, that in confusion, it's very easy to stay stuck in our story, in our story. But check out what happened. This is the third thing that I want to say about confusion. So the first is we all tell stories. The second is uh, understanding doesn't precede belief. The third thing I want to say about it is there's always more to the story. I want you to take a second right now in your living room or wherever you're watching this message. And I'm looking at the camera on purpose because I want to tell you that even though it's confusing and the details are painful, that there's always more to the story. Would you just thank him right now that there's always more to the story? Mary turns around and sees Jesus himself. (laughs) She actually thinks he's the gardener, which I thought was funny. Look at this verse. It says, after turning around and seeing Jesus, he asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Well, thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. That's it. He said, Mary, the Bible says, if we keep reading that she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic rabbi, which means teacher. And Jesus reveals himself to Mary. I want to, I want to encourage you this morning that God can reveal new details in confusion that God can reveal new details to you that you have not seen yet, even in confusion. New details produce new stories. And and, and Mary gets a new detail in the garden after Jesus reveals himself. This detail would have changed everything. The details were still true that Jesus was gone, that the stone was gone, that he had died. But, but Mary finds out a new detail in the garden that Jesus is alive. That Jesus is there in front of her. And, and, and new details produce new stories. And I want to say this. Until God reveals himself, we usually only have half the story. That I know what, it, I know what it's like to be walking in through seasons of confusion. Forget COVID. Some of you right now, your life was so confusing before COVID that you don't even know, you don't even, not even paying attention to the stupid virus and what's happening, what's happening. I know what it's like to walk through seasons like that, where it's so confusing. You don't know up from down, left from right. You don't know where you are. You're, you're feeling like you're in no man's land and it's confusing. There's no explanation. And, um, I want to say that this is where Mary was. And everything changes when Jesus reveals himself to us. That I know what it's like to just be scrambling for understanding, scrambling for the the answer to the question, why? And and it took took some personal uh, counseling in my life to sit down in front of somebody to help me see some things and to realize that the things that I was focusing on 
And the understanding that I was lacking and the, and the things that I, what I was reaching for and the details that I was focusing on were only half of the story. And I believe in, a, in, a, in an instant like that, God revealed himself to me and gave me some new details that he is still in control, that he still has a plan for me, that he still loves me, that he's still for me, that great are the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. And that, and that the things that in confusion, the things that we focus on are usually half the story. And that there's always more to the story. The tomb being empty was only half the story. So I want to, I want to say today, if you're in confusion and you, you're wishing that the story was a little different, if you're wanting a better story today, I would, I would ask and encourage you to, you should be seeking the Lord. You should be seeking the Lord. You should be asking him to reveal himself to you because what we find in the garden when Jesus reveals himself to Mary, that the details that he wants to reveal to you are the other half of the story and, and, and even in confusion, something amazing can happen. You should be praying that God would reveal himself to you today if you're confused. That even in confusion, he's, he's wanting to reveal himself to you. As a matter of fact, I was reading the scripture and I, I saw that, that, that she went to the grave to, to find him and he was already there waiting for her. And I, 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 it makes me think that, that he is just waiting for us. That, that if, 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 you're going to the, if you're going to him, he's waiting on you. And, and that this morning, that if you would just go to him, he is already waiting for you. And he already has more details to the story that will help you out. The tomb was only half the story. So you, if you want a better story, you ought to be asking God to reveal himself to you. When she was looking for him, he was waiting for her. And when you go looking for him, he'll be there waiting for you. This is the part of the story that got me. That that there's always more to the story because God can reveal himself to you. Yeah. And and he always has more details that that you haven't seen yet. And, And the part of the scripture that jumped out to me this week the most was this fact. Everything changes when the heavenly father says your first name. Everything changes when the heavenly father says your first name. The Bible says that he, the first time Jesus addressed Mary, he addressed her by woman and said, why are you crying? The second time Jesus addressed her, he addressed her by her first name. And the Bible says that instantly. She fell to her feet and cried out, rabbi. And I want to encourage you today that if you go to him, he's waiting for you. And when he calls your first name, everything changes. That when he says your name out loud, when it's just you and him, he reveals himself to you and you alone. He knows you by your first name. The name that your parents gave you was not that they didn't give you that name. He gave you that name and that he is waiting in the garden for you today. And he wants you to get close enough to him to say, so he can say your name and reveal himself to you, even in confusion and show you that there's more to the story.
that you only have half of the story. So the last thing I want to talk about is that in confusion, you, you don't have to understand to believe that it's easy to tell stories, that there's always more to the story. And then the last thing I want to say about it is that you need to be able to swap your story for his story. Be able to swap your story for his story. I want you to pay attention to verse 18. It says this, Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. What a difference. I don't know if you guys are picking up on that, but it is a direct opposite to the way the story started in the beginning that she arrives at the tomb. She sees the detail of the stone that was missing and she runs and tells the story that Jesus is missing. God reveals himself to her in the garden, says her, calls her by her first name, shows her that he is alive. She runs and tells the disciples that God, Jesus, is alive. So on the, on the other side of God revealing himself to her, the story went from he is missing to he is alive. And I wonder right now in our lives, in this confusion, in this season, that if God would just reveal himself to us, if we would just go to him, asking him to reveal himself to us, getting close enough to him that he would reveal himself to us, our stories could change from he is missing to he is alive. And I want you to see that she had swapped her story for his story. He asked her in the garden, go and tell the disciples what I have shown you. He's saying, Mary, I'm not a gardener. I'm not missing. I haven't been stolen. You need to let that story go. And I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but the story that you've been telling about your life is not true, and you need to let it go. The fact that the deep... Telling a, de- uh, telling a story from a detail is a trap that we fall into all the time. And that the detail in your, in your life might be painful and it might be confusing and it might be, it might be hard, uh, but the detail is not the whole story. My heart breaks for young men who, who grew up fatherless. And the detail in their life was that dad was not around. And that dad didn't love me. And those details are hard to get away from, and they're true. But the story you've been telling yourself about not being lovable, about not being able to ever find love or give love or have kids of your own or even be able to make anything of yourself, that's a story. And that, and that sometimes we define our entire lives by one detail. And that um, that's just not true. And my heart breaks this morning for for people who have confusing details in their life right now. Like I said before, COVID is just an extra whatever compared to the circumstances and the details that you find yourself in today. And I want to just encourage you that there is a God in heaven who loves you and wants to reveal himself to you and show you just one more detail 
oh, that the story you've been telling is not true. That he actually wants to tell a story through your life that you would never believe, never imagine that could be told. That even in confusion, God is still telling the story of redemption. That's what I loved about the pastor, or I mean the conversation with Pastor Chris and Pastor Mark this week. And I'm so looking forward to another one this Wednesday of uh, even in confusion, God is still telling the story of redemption. And if that, if that, if we are willing to not have to see, to under, not have to understand, to believe, and not have to be so stuck in our stories, if we're willing to swap our story for His story, He could still use us in this time, in the mess, in the in the confusion, uh, to tell His story. He used a weeping woman in the middle of a gravesite to tell in confusion, to tell the story of redemption. He could have did it to Peter. He could have, could have, could have did it to John who said, he, who said he had faith and believed. No, 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 no. He waited till they were gone and he did it through a weeping woman in the middle of a grave site. And I want to tell you today that no matter the details in your life, he can still use you. He can still tell a good story. And, um, and he can still make all things work together for, the, for his good and for his glory. And um, I want to leave you with this. The band's going to come up. Um, one final thing that I want to point out about Mary Magdalene. And, um, and here's what I want to leave you with today. That even in confusion, God is in control. And better than being in control, he knows what to do with it. Uh, one, of the, one of the hardest parts for me personally when I'm confused is not knowing what to do with it. And that, I, that even though I might be having faith, even though I might be trusting in the Lord, I'm still confused and I don't know what to do with it. And some of you are wrestling with that today that this is absolutely confusing and you do not know what to do with it. I want to encourage you before we leave today that God is in control and he knows what to do with it. God knows what to do with confusion. God knows how to make it so that Peter and John arrive to the tomb and the grave clothes are in their place. God knows how to make it so that when you're alone and you're weeping, he calls you by your first name and reveals himself to you and, and begins to tell his story through your, through your life. And he knows what to do with COVID. God knows what to do with your circumstances that are upside down, that are confusing. He is in control and he knows what to do. That's the encouraging part. And I want to, I want to point out one more thing about Mary that it's easier to swap the story in the moment. If you've already had to do it in the past, come on, God wants to build up some experience. Don't, don't think for a second that this season will be the last season of confusion that you have to walk through. That he's training you in this season to be able to respond well because the next time you're confused, he wants you to have a little bit of experience. So check this out in Luke verse, or chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. It says this, that after this, Jesus traveled about 
from one town and one village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The 12 were with him and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene from whom seven demons had come out. See, this, this just wasn't any woman weeping in the garden. This wasn't just any woman that, that Jesus was revealing himself to. Mary had experience swapping her story with his story. She was not a stranger to having to do this. She was not opposed to having to do this. She went in Luke 8 from a woman who was demon-possessed to a story of being ridiculed, outcast, rejected, demon-possessed. God miraculously freed her of her demons and she swapped her story for a story that was Christ follower, uh, the anointed woman that she would that she would see the gospel go forward through her through her commitment to Christ and that would be the one in the garden on resurrection sunday that God himself would reveal himself to for the very first time Oh, come on, be confident in confusion this morning that God is going to reveal himself to you in such a way that he's never done before in the history of the world. That he specializes in confusion. That in confusion, he knows your first name and he knows how to get your attention. And that, come on, give him praise for any time in your life where he has already swapped your story. That you, your story went from being, being sick and now you're healed. And your story went from being, uh, confused and now you're not. Your story went from being, uh, lost and now you are found. He wants to swap your story again this morning. And I want to pray with you, uh, that you would have the faith this morning to see that happen. Come on, let's pray together. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness in our life. Thank you, God, that even in confusion, we can ask you to reveal yourself to us, and you're faithful to do it. God, you're waiting to do it. And that after you reveal yourself to us, there is always more to the story. We thank you, God, that you're still telling the story of redemption. Even in confusion, you're still telling the story. You're still using us. And I just pray, Lord, that somebody today would be able to navigate confusion with a little bit more faith and a little bit more hope and a little bit more courage. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. Well, we love you guys. We'll see you next week.